0: Hey, this is Cortland Sutton. Hey, this is Tim Patrick. And you're listening to The Snap Snap. with Sidney Jones on Broncos Podcast Network. Yeah!
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube for the latest episode of The Snap. I'm your host, Sidney Jones, and the Broncos will look to grab their third straight win on the Monday night football stage as they're set to face the Buffalo Bills. So joining me on this week's episode of The Snap to take a look at this matchup is ESPN Buffalo Bills reporter Elena
0: Getzenberg. Elena,
1: such a pleasure to have you on the podcast today thank you so much for joining me
0: yeah thanks so much for having me it's turned into a a really exciting game that the Bills and Broncos have coming up so it's a perfect time to talk (laughs) 100% I think it's gonna be a really fun one on Monday night yeah it seemed like for a bit like you know it was like oh the Bills are doing really well and the Broncos are kind of struggling and now it's turned into like it could be a really interesting and cool game so (laughs) 100% yeah how are
1: things going up there in Buffalo how's the season going for you so far Uh, (laughs)
0: <laughs> you know when the, the Bills aren't doing well it's a tough time to be in Buffalo New York in general so there's been some tough times there's a lot of injuries here but for me it's been a, it's good It's this is my third season covering this team and that's kind of when you get like comfortable in the groove and stuff so it's been really cool kind of knowing some of these guys for a bit longer now and that sort of thing but it's been an up and down season so there's definitely been a lot to cover so <laughs> I I
1: feel you on that one Elena I can't believe it's already week 10 I mean we're already halfway yeah. done with the season I guess more than halfway done
0: yeah it goes by so fast when it was like actually November I was like wait what like, I know the whole season goes by so quickly but yeah it's it's crazy and past the halfway mark so it's kind of exciting to see there's so much still to happen though right like I feel like I even though we're like halfway through yeah. There's like so much that can still change. So it's been, it's been an interesting one so far. Definitely.
1: Elena, looking at the Bills side of this matchup, it feels like the main topic of conversation out there this week is, you know, the fact that the bills, they're looking to find a spark, you know, after starting the season five and four, you know, coming off that loss in Cincinnati, Elena, what do you think's been, I guess the reason for some of the inconsistency up there and how do you think they'll look to fix that on Monday night?
0: I think they are, they are still trying to find the answer to that question, like why that where that inconsistency is coming from. And I think that's part of the problem where it's like, if you're trying to find the answer to that question, it means that it's a big question. It means there's probably more things happening than just one simple answer. And I think that's been part of the frustration is it'd be great if it was like, you know what, if we did this, like it would all be fixed and go away. And that just hasn't been the case. Um, but, you know, there's been flashes. And I think that's where the encouragement has to come from. And they kind of have to build off what has done well because they've put together some drives and it's like okay great like more of that and then they go away from what they were doing to be successful so there's tones and of course whenever you have Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs on a football field the offense is has opportunities but they kind of still have to put it all together and they haven't been able to do that for a whole game mm-hmm. very much at all this season so that's what kind of worth keeping an eye on and seeing if they could actually do that. They do always play better at home, which which helps. Whenever they're in Orchard Park, it's a little bit. The performance tends to go up a little bit. So,
1: Well, I know I saw reports this week that uh, running back Latavius Murray, he held that players-only
0: meeting with the offense out there. What do you feel like came out of that? I mean, I think it's one of those things where it's interesting that it was offense only because I think that's where it's like more like okay, like what are we doing? You know, like this unit specifically, like what can we do to be held more accountable? And I think the general tone is just like let's get on the same page, like let's make sure we're all understanding. You know, what can we do for each other? What can we be communicating better? It's interesting that with Latavius Murray because he's only been here for a couple a couple months, really. I mean, he's he was a new addition um, this off season, so it's. He's someone that is already, but obviously he's been around the league and seen a lot of different teams. So for him to step up in that way was really interesting. And he's not a team captain. He's This is his first season, but for him to step up and kind of make a statement, something Sean McDermott really liked and whether it'll pay off, I think that's still to be seen. But it's one of those where I think that's flashy and sometimes people can overreact. But I think the focus of it was just communicating and making sure that they were still all locked in and had that confidence in each other.
1: For sure. And, you know, Latavius Murray was on the Broncos last year, and I'm not surprised that he's already a leader out there because he came in here, you know, a couple of weeks into the season last year and kind of put the team on his back and was a leader here, too. Yep, yeah, for sure. Elena, you know, you mentioned Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs earlier. I know Stefan Diggs, he was added to the injury report on Friday, was limited at practice with that back injury. What's kind of latest on him? What did Coach McDermott say about him?
0: Yeah, we haven't really heard nothing from Coach Majora hasn't talked um, since that happened. So we're kind of still waiting to see. I did see Stefan Diggs coming off the practice field yesterday. He seems like his normal self. But you know, that doesn't mean things can still happen and pop up. Um, So we're gonna have to see on that he had not he has not missed a game as a Buffalo Bill. So, you know, I think maybe not overreacting to it too much. But certainly he is arguably i mean he's definitely josh allen's favorite weapon and you know someone who's very important to this team so the fact that even if he's you know playing on monday the fact that he's dealing with something is worth keeping an eye on and keeping a reminder on because he is that important to this team um on the field and then also he's a team captain and he's one of the big leaders on this team as well so it's definitely something whenever stefan ding's name (laughs) pops up on an injury report it's worth paying attention to but I did see him walking off the practice field as well. So there's some positive note there.
1: Well, there's been a lot of conversation out here this week in Denver, just about quarterback Josh Allen, you know, how impressive he is, how dynamic he is as a quarterback. I know head coach Sean Payton said that, you know, he's earned all the respect that he has in this league. Elena, from your opinion, you know, what's been your evaluation of just his performance so far this
0: season? Um, It's been up and down. I think he's had some like really great moments. I think when you see like, um he has those moments where you're like oh my gosh like that's no one else can do that and then he has those moments where it's like maybe you shouldn't have thrown that and like that sort of thing so it's kind of you know up and down but I do think overall he's still it's interesting because he's kind of had to transform his game some and like adjust something so uh yeah so I think overall good but like some things that they're still trying to iron out um and figure out
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I know the Bills have been dealing with a, a ton of injuries on defense. So what's kind of the latest of some of, those, some of those guys there? And, you know, who do you expect to maybe step up that this Broncos offense should be on the lookout for?
0: Yeah, they are piling up. They have three starters on the defensive side on injured reserve, and then they also have Micah Hyde dealing with a neck and a singer this week, and he's a very important to the back end of that defense. Right. Um, and then starting quarterback Christian Bemford, is also, he's, you know, hamstring injury. He hasn't practiced all week either. Neither of them have. And they're very important to this defense. So they're going to be looking to a couple guys to step up. Um, In the back end, you know, some uh, quarterbacks they brought in, Rasul Douglas at the trade deadline. He's to start I mean he's in line to start this week and like that's how much of a big trade deadline acquisition he was mm-hmm. um and at safety they've got a bunch of guys they are going to have to contribute there because replacing Micah Hyde is not an easy task and um, they right. signed Taylor Rapp in the off season and he'll definitely help out there they've got Cam Lewis um who's a Backup defensive back who can play a lot of different positions, and then wouldn't be surprised if Demar Hamlin is active this week, probably in more of a special teams role. But they need that safety depth if Micah Hyde can't play. So they're they're kind of grasping at straws from all over the place because they're now going to be down uh, probably a couple more starters for this game, and it's already a defense that's been dealing with a lot of issues.
1: Yeah, you know, going back to Stefan Diggs, I feel like looking at this matchup. You would think that the matchup to watch for was going to be Stefan Diggs versus Broncos cornerback Pat Sertan. But you know, if Stefan's not able to go, Alina, what do you think? I guess just the matchup to watch will be then.
0: That's a great question because the Bills really have struggled at that number two wide receiver role to have someone mm-hmm. like step up, but really who's having a great three game stretch is rookie tight end Dalton Kincaid, who they drafted in the first round. And, He's yeah. a tough matchup for most cornerbacks. He's a big dude. Yeah. <laughs> and I think sometimes he can be hard to defend because the Bills use him in so many different ways. He can play the slot. He can line up outside. He can do a lot of different things. So he's someone who, if, if even if Stefan Diggs is out there that like can be a matchup problem, just because he's really catching his groove. Josh Allen has more trust in him now and He's catching, he's like in line to break a bunch of records, like for rookie tight ends, especially with the Bills, but also league wide, just because how much production he's had as of late. So he's definitely someone to keep an eye on.
1: Okay, good to know. Yeah, I feel like, you know, both of these teams are really looking to stack some wins here. And, you know, the Broncos are seen as underdogs, you know, given the success that the Bills have really had in recent years. But, you know, I think this is going to be a lot closer of a game than people think. Like you said earlier, I think this is going to be a really fun matchup to watch.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's one of those things where the Bills have had trouble scoring early in games. And honestly, like if they I think if they can put up a couple touchdowns, like I think maybe then there could be especially at home, you know, whenever you're at home and you can put get up early, it's hard. But I think if the Broncos can like keep the Bills first half offensive struggles going, I agree with you. I think this game is way closer than some people think.
1: I think so, too. And this Broncos defense has really stepped up in the past couple of weeks here. So it'll be a fun one to watch. Elena, I can't thank you enough for your insight on the matchup. But before you go, you know, I want to switch gears for a little bit. As many of my listeners know, you know, here on the snap, one of my main goals is to highlight women's impact in and around the NFL. So I want to ask you about your career, you know, to start for those who may not know, what is your role with ESPN
0: entail exactly? Yeah, so my job is to cover the bills. Um, I I live in Buffalo, New York, which sometimes people get really confused by because like, oh, you work for ESPN and like you live in Connecticut. Oh, right. No, I'm, I'm yeah, <laughs> I'm based in <laughs> Buffalo. I live here full time, 100% of the time. Um, and so I cover the bills. So that's writing um, for ESPN.com, all sorts of stories, whatever's happening with the bills. And then it's also doing TV and online videos. So if they need something on the bills for Sports Center or one of our shows, like I'll do that as well. So, or if it's hopping on an ESPN podcast, I do that too. So it's kind of like all sorts of platforms, <laughs> bills related, like for ESPN, and that comes in so many different forms because there's a lot of different platforms out there. There's a lot of ways you can create media, so it's come in a lot of different ways. But focused on the bills, and then sometimes I pitch in with a couple other things that are happening in Buffalo, which. Yes, there's sometimes there's sometimes, it's not the <laughs> busiest sports city, but right. I got to help with uh, the NCAA men's basketball tournament was here and I got to help with that. Um, and then the Sabres are here too. So yeah, so that's basically what I do.
1: You mentioned earlier, this is your third year uh, in this role. So I guess what's been your favorite part of the role and maybe the most challenging as well?
0: Hmm, that's a great question. Um, I could say the most challenging has been for me learning how to do television. Um, that is something I did not have a background in. I have a background as a writer. So for me, it was like, okay, like, how do I do this? How do you, how do you be on TV? How do you do all that? So I, that's been a challenge for me, but it was something I've genuinely enjoyed. Cause it's like a really cool, cool skill to have. Um, and something that when I do it right, it's like, great. You know, like, it's really, yeah, it's exciting so that's been the challenge and I think um something I've really enjoyed or that has been rewarding has been like kind of like we were talking about earlier like when you're on a beat and you feel like you're really getting that comfortable like you're feeling more knowledgeable in what you're talking about it just takes time like you can't it can't like replace time there's nothing you can do to like make it go faster or change that and I think it's been really cool to like this is such a passionate city about their football team it's unlike I've covered a couple other covered a couple of other NFL teams. have been around different sports, but like this is like a college town, but for an NFL team. And it's really cool. And it's cool to be like in a place where people really care and getting that comfort and understanding the history and current state of this team and kind of getting to see if they can get past this Super Bowl barrier that they haven't been able to and get to cover that has been a really cool and unique experience.
1: Yeah. Can you kind of walk me through the path that you took to get to where you are today in this position?
0: Yeah, it's very not straightforward at all, it's been kind of not um linear, but basically I did, I kind of fell in love with this in college. I wrote for, I went to uh UC Berkeley or Cal, depending on how you know it, but they're the same school. So I worked for the student newspaper there and like just fell in love with sports reporting Um, and did a variety of internships while I was there and kind of like made sure I was learning a bunch of different things And then after college, um, I did an internship with MLB.com and I covered the St. Louis Cardinals, which was a really cool experience. Yeah, they care about their baseball. I can tell you that in St. Louis. Um, And then, yeah, and then I worked for CBS Sports for a bit and like went away from writing, which was like a good change for me because I got to see like what other forms of sports media there are. So it was more TV based, um, kind of behind the scenes, though. So I got to see like how all that is done. Um, and then basically did a couple jobs uh, back with newspapers um, in Dallas and then in Charlotte covering the Carolina Panthers. And then I made it here. So it's kind of been like, I've done a lot of jobs. I've lived in a lot of cities, right. um, but I've really gotten to see like different sides of sports media, which I think has been really helpful to me because it's like, okay, what do I like? What don't I like? Mm-hmm. Um, it's good to know like how people, different people do their jobs because they're related to me as well. Like I know uh-huh. how things work. In studio, like now, because i I did it, and that sort right. of thing. But, yeah, so I kind of like found my way here, but it was not a straight line or like I didn't know this was my end goal, but it just kind of worked out that way. So,
1: yeah well, to finish off the episode, I like to end just in inspiring the younger generation. So what's one piece of advice you'd give someone looking to get into the industry, really, no matter what area that they want to work in? Mm,
0: that's a great question because there's so <laughs> so many. <things. laughs> yeah there's so many things like where to start um I think one thing that if like my kind of path has taught me and like something I would like tell my younger self now I think it would be like don't put too much pressure on yourself and that like it doesn't have to be like okay I have to do this to get to this I think like it's, it can be, there's a lot of pressure. I think that sometimes when we're like, okay, especially women in sports media, like I need to have a certain level of experience to be like considered for this job or that job. And I have to do this so I can do this. And I think if I've learned anything and like also other women in sports media that I've met that like, it's not perfectly linear. Like no one has the same path as me or, you know, my friends, my friend, Catherine Fitzgerald covers the team for the Buffalo news and her path's completely different from mine, but we both are covering the bills and live in Buffalo. So I think there's no one path and don't put too much pressure on like hitting certain things, take a job that sounds cool to you and we'll get you good experience and like, take it from there. Like, just don't, don't overthink it. And like, be like, I have to do a certain job to get to a certain place. Allow yourself the flexibility to do a job that's appealing to you. And it'll take you where you're meant to go.
1: I love that perfect way to end the episode there. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Julie can't thank you enough for joining me today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really
1: enjoyed it. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode of the Snap Broncos Country. Thanks so much for tuning in. And thank you again to our guest, Elena Getzenberg, for joining the show. I'll see you all next week on the Broncos Podcast Network and YouTube following the game on Monday night.